0: In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today.
2: All right, before we move on to the next topic here, I need to remind you guys about our wonderful partner here at the Love of the Star podcast. It is Boomer Jacks. And I keep telling you guys about Boomer Jacks, specifically what Boomer Jacks has ready for you on Tuesdays and Wednesdays. It's great wing deals. On Tuesdays, it's half-price bone-in wings. Wednesdays are half-price boneless wings. But they have great deals for you the rest of the time, too. They got drink specials starting at $3. They have $15 buckets of beer. There are wall-to-wall TVs. Every sporting event you could ever imagine is on the televisions there when you go to Boomer Jacks. They have TVs in the bathroom. There's literally not a time where you will miss a moment of the action. Live music. Like I said, wall-to-wall TVs, great drink specials, great food. It's just a fantastic atmosphere for whatever you're looking for, and it's why we're so excited to have them as our partner here at Love the Star. There are 17 DFW locations. You can find yours by going to boomerjacks.com. That's boomerjacks.com. Brian, uh, closing thoughts on that?
3: Yeah, real quick, Bobby, though. The, the kickoff return will make you sick of how it was Uh-oh. blocked. You know, th- Dallas gave up a big kickoff return, but you had several opportunities – and you did a great job on your kickoff return, it's a shame that Turpin ran that ball inside. If he just stays outside, it's a tie football game.
2: What do you think he saw there?
3: I I don't know, Bobby. I don't know. I really don't. We were
2: were all watching it live, and we thought that was a touchdown as he was running it through the seam.
3: Well, if he stays wide, because what happened is, you know, uh, C.J. Goodwin has got a block, and he's trying to do his best to hang on. He's got the defender kind of spun around, Robbie Gould is like, he's just like, he's just, he's hoping that nobody hits him on the way, but what happens? Turpin runs right into him. It's like, if he just stays wide, that, that it's a, that's, that's a tie game. That's a tie game right there. So that's man. they're, They're just attention to detail, bad play, not finishing, you know, poor execution. It's, it's that's why you're, it's why you're not playing this weekend.
2: It's funny. It reminded me of, uh, you know, I, it reminded me, it was funny of a guy who was a, a good returner, but it always felt like he was always getting tackled by the 11th guy. Turpin this year, he reminded me of a guy that, uh, that uh, you worked with here in Dallas, Tyson Thompson. Yeah, I always felt like it was getting, I always felt like Tyson was getting caught by the 11th guy. And I felt yeah. like that was, he, he was always a good returner. He put him in good spots, but it was always yeah. like, uh, just this close. I mean, mm-hmm. how many times do we see Turpin pop up this year? and Do this. Yeah, like, oh, so close. It's like close, but man, it's you got to take advantage of that. You got to bounce it outside. And I, I, I don't obviously, and i I know you don't. I don't think that cost them the game, but it's just like man, that's – But
3: yeah, it, it cost them. I mean, you execute. You had a shot. A you had a shot. You had yeah. a shot. It's just like it's just like Diggs catching the interception. You had a shot. You know. Yeah, like last week. What you do? You intercepted the ball on the goal line basically with Tom Brady and got points. You had an opportunity right there in the red zone. Intercept the ball again to keep him from getting points. And you and you don't. It's just that the margin for this team is so small in some of these some of these games. It's a, it's, 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 it's sad. it's sad. It really is. You
2: you mentioning the dropped interception there from Diggs. I got to say that's when I felt like the game was over. When Diggs drops the interception, oh. and you got those two penalties right after it, I was like, "That's that was your shot to turn the tide, to to make a big game-changing play." And now you're 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 kind of that's when I just felt like I don't know that this is their night. Is yeah. when when those those three things happened in the span of it may have been three straight plays, it may have been four. They uh, they I can't remember, but
3: they they get a they get a, a win. They get a win by Parsons on McGlinchy and he hits he hits uh Purdy's arm and the ball is fluttering in the air. Fluttering. And Wilson
2: runs by it.
3: And he just runs right by it. And you're like, you know, you're just like, why? You know? But hell, they the the hey, the 49ers, they didn't drop theirs, but I mean, well, the one they did, that could have ended the game, you know. Yeah. With uh but anyway. I it's
2: it's funny I, t- I told John Moshoda from the athletic when we watched that play. And the ball fluttered towards Wilson and he missed it. I told John, I was like, this feels like one of those nights where they're not going to like, they're not going to grab any of those and San Francisco is going to grab all of
3: them. Every one of them. Yep.
2: It, it had that feel. And when you think back on it, you had the digs interception, you had the flutter that Wilson didn't get. I don't think people remember. I know some people I was talking with, uh, I was talking with Sean Narja in the morning show. They didn't remember it like this, the, Bland very easily could have picked off that ball. At Bland, the goal. Could have,
3: Bland could have picked up the ball at the goal line. He high points that, that
2: one. That yeah. was very close. That honestly, like I think you maybe should say it was a tough lay. But like I kind of expect him to catch that.
3: He, he high points the ball. He's going up. Yeah. He's got his hands on the ball. You're absolutely right. I mean, those are those are plays that you have to have in a champ in a in an environment like that. You can't give them more chances. That Brock yeah. Purdy, Brock Purdy for 2 weeks now has tried to throw his just tried to throw interceptions and nobody's making him pay for it. Now maybe Philadelphia will make him pay for it this weekend, but he's tried for 2 weeks to throw interceptions and nobody's taking him up on it.
2: Brian, when we look at this season, and this is something we discussed on the radio, uh, on on Sean and RJ this week, and I'm curious for your thoughts on it, especially somebody who's been in the league. We were asking this question of, is this season a success? And I think if you say, how do you define success? If you define success as exceeding expectations, this is a 100% a successful season.
3: Yeah.
2: If you define success as making the playoffs, it's a successful season. When I look at it, I, I differentiate expectations versus success. Like, like, I think expectations are a different question that don't play into what is the definition of success. And for me, the Cowboys, I think when you look at it, they lost the division. And on opportunities where they had to win games and, and you know, like in Jacksonville where Philly lost that, you know, you had a chance to make some ground and Jalen Hurts got hurt. Uh, you lost that game. And you look at the fact that I think we've all – universally kind of settled on this standard of they need to make the NFC championship game again. It's ridiculous that they haven't, that, that they haven't been back there one time. It's, it's ridiculous. So to me, whether you expected them to make the NFC championship game or not, I think if you don't get there, it's a failure. You didn't win the division. You didn't get to the NFC championship game. You exceeded expectations, but because of those aspects, I think you still have to classify the season as ultimately it's a failure.
3: Let me ask you: What were your expectations when you walked out of the stadium after Week One?
2: Oh, I, uh, I, I'll tell you what I did. Literally that night, I went home and I pulled up film of Peter Skoronsky at Northwestern. That's what I did. Yeah. I, I was, I was in draft mode.
3: Yeah,
2: and yeah. so that, that, and that's why I say if you define it as expectations, and that's, it, I guess, it's just a preference. How, you know, how do you define that? If, if it's success is based off of what did I expect? Did they surpass it? Then it's a success. Then you could absolutely say that. I just look at it as regardless of what your expectations were, there's a certain line that says this is successful. And, and whether I expect you to hit it or not, if you don't hit it, you know, there are things you can build on. You can take positives out of the season, but you can't call it successful. And so that's just, that's how yeah. I, but, but you would, I, I'm guessing you would, and I think most people would. Would classify it more based off of expectations. And so for you, I'm guessing you felt like this is a season you can absolutely term a success.
3: Well, I I look at it, I look at it as a huge success after what I saw week one. Mm-hmm. When I saw Dak Prescott and Jerry Jones trying to explain to you what part of the bone he broke in his thumb. And I'll you, never forget that. And 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 then Ed Werder coming up and asking. Jerry, I'm sorry I missed. Can you tell me what and then Jerry, yeah, and it's the uh the It's it's, it's this one. It's yeah, the, he, held, he held up yeah, his yeah. hand and he's
2: he's, yeah. he's showing us exactly where it is.
3: Dak Prescott, we we have no idea how long he's out for. We have no idea what has happened with Curse, who who is probably one of your better defensive players. He's out. We have no idea. Coming out of that game, I was like you, I was thinking, do I have to start getting ready for the draft show? Do I have to start thinking about watching players? Do I have to? So, you know, I mean, a little of that, I even had a little hopium myself going into that game, but think about, think about Tyler Smith having to play left tackle, you know, Mm -hmm. and you're like that, how unknown that was. And think about, think about, Connor Mcgovern going down very early in that game, and Matt Farniak playing left guard, and I'm like, my gosh, what's is this? What the year's going to be? And they win for you know they beat a Cincinnati team that was disorganized that at the time had just gotten beat by a Pittsburgh team in week one. Gave yeah, you're the you're time. you're not beating
2: that team today, by the way. Not
3: not today, you're not. Not today, you're not. But I, you know, the games that they were able. You know, and they and they had, you know, hell, they could have gone five for five. They had Philly, there were times with the Philly. So my expectations went from I'm excited about the season to oh damn, what's about to happen? To I can't believe this guy Cooper Rush pulled this off. To why is Dak throwing all these interceptions to Wow, they found a way to win a playoff game on the road for I, last time. It was thirty years ago. I was there in the stadium the last time they did it. So, and I was a young man then when that happened. So, I it was I, my i i i was I have to say there are things that I learned along the way that that made me encouraged, and I think the expectations were, and it helped me. This defense, everybody was telling me, Brian, there's no way they can create as many turnovers as they did last year. There's no way they can do that. Yeah. There's no way they can get as many sacks. No way they can get as many uh, – no way Micah Parsons can do what he did back-to-back. He can't do that. Wow. You know, hey, this, this CeeDee Lam- they, – they got rid of Amari Cooper. CeeDee Lamb's not a number one wide receiver, you know? Yeah. Just uh, Tony Pollard – you know they—they they, we've seen him flash, but has he really played? You know, thousand yard back. I, you know, I—I I mentioned Tyler Smith. I mentioned I was completely wrong about Terrence Steele. Who knew your running game was going to go to hell once Terrence Steele went out of the game? You know, once he once he got injured. I—I I think there were things that I learned along the way that my expectations—I—I I didn't expect it. I didn't expect. Yeah. I did not expect any of those things that I just said to happen. And they all happened, you know? So expectations for me are different because I was able to learn from my expectations. I I didn't – let's be honest. I didn't – my expectations were that Michael Gallup was going to be okay once he came back. That wasn't the case. That wasn't the case. So – of my expectations that I learned, there were some that I had of real expectations that were not, were not true at all, were, were not true.
1: I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for, but you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me.
0: In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on LinkedIn.com slash recommend today.
2: In your career, was the most surprising season you were a part of? Was it the 03 season with Dallas?
3: When we went to the playoffs with...
2: Yeah. Was Was that the most personally surprising team you were a part of?
3: I was a part of my very first team in Green Bay in 92. They had had like 20 years of losing football in Green Bay. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. we were, we were a victory in Minnesota in in week at that time week uh, week 16 to be able to go to the playoffs and be 10 and 6 in our very first year. It was very much what it was very much what the Jacksonville Jaguars did starting off like three and five and then kind of figuring out, you know, kind of a thing. But it, this, that season with Parcells, because we were so bad, we were so bad during the, you know, 2000, 2001, 2002, we were so bad and Parcells coming in here. And with Quincy Carter, like he brought some players, but yeah, expectations like with Parcells, you're like, man, if we could just be competitive, and you end up going to the playoffs. I mean, that's that in itself were that 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 was uh, that was uh, that was probably one of the best. That was probably one of the best coaching jobs that Bill Parcells had, has ever, ever done in his Hall of Fame career.
2: So then that, then you're it's, it's good to ask you this question, then, because as we're sitting here talking about, you didn't reach a certain bar, but your expectations were exceeded. Then in that 3 year, is that is that the sense you guys all had in the building? Did you guys all feel like this was a successful year? It does not matter. We oh, yeah, yeah. So so, yeah. so professionally then, you think, like outside of just immediate, you think that there's definitely people professionally within the Cowboys right now who are probably saying, this was a successful season for us. Forget media narratives or anything else. For us, we considered this season a success, even though we didn't get to where we wanted.
3: Yeah, and uh, the ultimate goal is to get to the Super Bowl, win the Super Bowl. That's the ultimate goal but i think that you as a cowboy as a front office member I, I think i walked you through everything that that i think that they would see as a positive here you know that that your center got better you made a trade for uh you made a trade for a a, a big time a, a well big bodied defensive tackle that worked out for you what were your expectations of late vanderesh you know coming in what hey what were your expectations of uh of of Clark. I mean, you're 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 not thinking about him. You're like, oh, he's he's gonna play, you know, he'll play. I mean, you're like, is he really? He's really gonna play. And Jerry Jones, expectations with Tyron Smith when he went down in training camp. Oh, he'll be back for the meat of the schedule. Really? Really? He's gonna be back. And he was Jacksonville game. He was back, you know. And so that's that's how I think, not think. I know from my experience how personal guys look at the season. What are the things that we got better on, or that that we were right about, and what were the things that we were dead balls wrong about? They were dead balls wrong right now about Jalen Tolbert and yeah. and, try, and trying to force him to play. They were wrong about that. They had to go out and get. They had to go out and get somebody. But that's the thing that I really do appreciate about the staff, especially the defensive side of the ball. They're not afraid to make changes. If it's not working, we're not. We'll change. We'll change. We'll you know, they're not afraid to do that. And if you lose Dan Quinn, that's the thing I think you're going to miss the most of of somebody that's saying, "Hey, this isn't this isn't perfect. I thought it was going to be that way, but we need to make a change here."
2: You are listening to the Love of the Star Podcast, the Love of the Stars and Odyssey Podcast. You can find it on the Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcasts.
0: This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance.